0: Hey guys, we are back with another episode This one is going to be regarding anxiety and some aggression Like reactivity, resource guarding, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff Um, We're going to break down anxiety into the two different kinds of anxiety There's general anxiety and there's also separation anxiety So, let's talk about the causes of both of those. One, genetics. Um, just learned from basically the mother dog and passed along through their genes. I mean, there's no other way to break it down other than that. Um, second way is too much human affection.
1: <laughs> it's yep. the biggest
0: killer in dogs these days. All these dogs are melting because people are just giving them too much human affection
1: mentally they just can't handle it yeah um they end up becoming more addicted to human affection which then causes the anxiety because now they're anxious over like when am I going to get my next pet when am I going to get to lay down and cuddle with my owner or whatever they're thinking
0: yeah and it's almost like a drug to them at that point they just become addicted to it and they don't know what to do without it they feel like they have to have it to live right and without it they're like oh my gosh like what am i gonna do so you'll see a lot of pacing and a lot of nudging with the nose or with the body or whatever it's like you just come on just pet me i need it right now a right. um, lot of whining barking at owners that kind of stuff it's like nonstop. i need this now Pet me
1: yeah they're like commanding you to show the affection it's just like a human when they become addicted to a certain kind of drug um they feel like after they're so addicted to it that they they cannot move forward without it they cannot go on without it they have to have that next fix or they have to have that next high to continue it's the same concept it causes more damage than not like in in the beginning dogs they don't even know what human affection is they have no idea what it is until we introduce it to them because it's basically for our need more than it is for their need um you know
0: we're using the dogs as a crutch
1: yeah for, I mean, in some cases, I understand that it, it it is a need for, like, therapy dogs and, you know, um, in those kinds of cases. However, when they're just your pet dog and you are consistently showing it too much affection, that's when all of these issues come into play. Yeah. Some Anxiety, dogs can handle yeah. it,
0: but most dogs just can't. Too much affection, they just cannot handle it mentally. Um, another cause is too much freedom. If they just have freedom to roam the whole house and the yard, you'll see a lot more pacing. They don't know what to do because they're not being told what to do. Right. Instead, it's just like, well, i got to find something to do, and I don't know what to do. I'm not getting affection, so I have to find something. So, they just pace in circles or pace back and forth. Go window to window looking for the owners or, or whatever the case is. Right. But, what is a good way to keep dogs from pacing around if we're home? Place. Place is perfect. That it is it's like one of the main things that you can use to melt that anxiety away.
1: Or we're, even the kennel. I mean, yeah. if they are, you know, doing too much pacing, you know, you guys are sitting in the living room watching a movie with your family and they're just up pacing around, put them in the kennel, let them, you know, calm down in an hour, let them back out, and, you know, um, you definitely want to try to correct that stuff because if you don't, it's definitely just going to continue to get worse. They're going to just continue to pace. They're going to continue to whine. They're going to consistently want that human affection basically mm-hmm. i mean it all boils back down to uh, human affection
0: you're gonna hear us say this a lot tonight it is, yeah because everything that we have found through research and through famous trainers research yep it all comes down to too much human affection mm-hmm. too much freedom and not holding dogs accountable yep so general anxiety the signs are excessive whining that need for affection and the pacing yep those are your three main things now with separation anxiety the signs are pretty much the same there's a little bit more on top of that now when you go to leave the house what's the dog start doing
1: they're whining, they're barking excessively, trying to get your attention or yeah. whatever it is. Come back, get me, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they aren't crate trained or kennel trained, whatever you guys call it, they're going to be very destructive. Um, get in your trash. I mean, eat your doors, your couch, your pillows,
0: and we've talked um, about that in our prior episodes. Why is that dangerous? Because it can cause a blockage. Yep. And now we have to give our dogs to the vet for them to give them a surgery that costs like five or $6,000 if they make it through. Yeah, it.
1: and it's not cheap either way.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we want to prevent that at all costs. Yes. But some other signs of separation anxiety. Dogs might start breaking out of cages if you have them in a crate you know you start to notice some of these signs and you're like alright has been tearing stuff up we're gonna put them in the crate and now they're breaking out of the crate they're hurting themselves especially if it's a wire crate those are easy to break out of for dogs Uh, consider spending some more money on a good crate in that case Um, also you can get a Wi-Fi camera set it up on the crate act like you're leaving the house dog starts to break out Now you are down the block or whatever, into the driveway, and you correct them with the e-collar for breaking out of the cage. And what happens, just like any unwanted behavior, when they get corrected, it starts
1: to subside. It's going to start to, I mean... Deplete itself at that point. Like, well, I'm not gonna continue to do that because that's uncomfortable, yep. and I don't want to feel that anymore. So eventually, they're gonna get the picture and stop doing the things that they're causing to get the discomfort from.
0: Yeah. Just becomes not worth it to them anymore. Breaking out of the cage sucks. Yep. I get zapped every time I try to break out of the cage. So
1: right. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to break out of the cage anymore. (laughs)
1: No.
0: Um, Some other things, uh, more pacing. So say you guys have a camera at home and you're just watching your dog and they're just nonstop back and forth pacing, maybe window to window, maybe just on the floor spinning in circles or room to room, whatever. The dog doesn't know what to do because they're not being told what to do. They're not being forced to do anything.
1: And that yeah, that's where all that anxiety comes into play—the pacing and stuff. It, Timmy said it best that they're not being told what to do. Yeah. So like, that's where like the freedom comes into play, and giving your dog too much freedom and not having any rules or order or structure in the home, it makes him anxious because he literally doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. My owner's not telling me what to do. I I don't know what to do. Am I doing something right? Am I doing something wrong? Well, she's not correcting me, but she's not telling me I'm doing a good job. I mean, so basically they are looking for that direction. guidance, yeah, yeah, that direction that
0: But they don't have it. sense
1: of yeah, who what am I supposed to do?
0: <clears throat> so pacing is a big thing and then you'll see dogs laying by the windows laying by the doors just watching yeah. just waiting where's my owner are they coming back and you know that's constantly just going through their mind i want them to come back i want them to come back and with all this going through their mind with that anxiety they have to find something to do to keep their mind off of it
1: so
0: that's where that destruction starts
1: yeah and before i lost my train of thought there i was thinking oh um kennel training like this is a good example of not only having your dog go into the kennel when you're leaving So, like, if you are one of them pet owners that only make their dog go into the kennel when you are leaving, they start associating that with it. So, if they form any kind of separation anxiety throughout, you know, your guys' time together, that's when the breaking out of the kennel is going to come into play. So, rewind back to a couple, last episode maybe, and we were talking about kennel training when you're at home. Um, having times where the dog is in the kennel while you're at home versus not only when you're leaving, like try to balance it out a little bit. That will help the separation anxiety subside as well because now he's not just associating it with, Oh, my owner's leaving because they're making me go into my kennel. Now they can start to think, okay, well this is my place that I get to come and be in during, you know, during the day when you're at home, during the night when you're sleeping, not just when you're leaving. Dogs are smart. Yeah. You got to take that kind of stuff into consideration. They will start to associate your body language, the items that you grab, your keys, putting your shoes on. Like, they start to understand those, you know.
0: Those little cues. Yeah. Uh, So think about it this way. Dogs don't communicate in any way other than body language
1: right
0: it's the only way that they communicate now they bark and growl but that's more like growling is just like a warning barking is just it could be a playful noise or an alert you know but it's not like my dogs are barking at each other to talk that's (laughs) that's not a thing dogs don't bark at each other to talk so the only way that they communicate is by that body language, like my two dogs say that they're playing, and one starts to like raise its fur a little bit because it's had enough; it's getting irritated or whatever. The other dog leaves it alone because it sees the raised fur, right? And that's how they communicate. Yeah. So that's all that they know when they're looking at us. Mm-hmm. So especially like when we're teaching stuff like. Downstays and whatnot, and and the dog starts to get cued off of Well, right before he says free, he does this little head scratch. My owner does. Then he says free. Well now you start to do that like involuntary head scratch and the dog gets up and comes to you. And you're like thinking, like, why does the dog keep getting up? Well, it's because
1: he's paying you, attention yeah. to our body language.
0: So, same thing with Hanging your keys up on the hook, putting your shoes on, putting your coat on, yep. all these things, the dog is watching you. They know exactly what you're doing and what's going to happen afterwards. Yep. So take advantage of the little things like taking a shower, put your dog in the kennel during that time.
1: Yes, very good. Mowing, your,
0: mowing your lawn. Yes. It's a good time. Taking a nap. I mean, anytime that you can't supervise your dog, If you're going to be doing laundry downstairs and you're not going to be keeping an eye on the dog, put them up for a little bit. Right. It's not going to hurt anything. They'll probably take a nap in the meantime. Yes. The nice thing about the cage is it forces the dog to stay in one spot. Yes. And when we are not home, we want the dogs to stay in one spot, lay down. Sleep. Sleep. Yeah. That's it.
1: We don't want you to do anything. We don't want you to be up roaming the house. We don't want you to be up chewing our pillows yeah. and tearing up our couch and eating our shoes. You know, whatever they like to do. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> now, some people want their dog to be the protector of the house. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, that requires training. The dogs need to be trained in that regard before they're just given the freedom to roam the house. Right. Because if they're just trusted to roam the house and now they swallow a couch cushion and end up having an expensive surgery or dying, was it really worth it? Because to me, it's not. No. It's just not. I don't want to come home to a dead dog or even a severely injured dog. I don't don't want that. And I don't want that for any, any of you either. So don't put all your trust in the dog when we have to realize that we are letting a wild animal come into our house and are trying to teach it to behave like humans when it's not, not a human. What
1: yeah, that's not what their I mean, mindset is. That's they, They're they thinking like an animal. They're an animal. Yeah. They are a predator. Mm-hmm. They're going to do whatever they have to do to survive. So, yes, is it something that pet owners think oh I can trust my dog and I know that my dog is this or is that and I know that I don't have to worry about that those things but in the end no matter what your dog is going to do whatever it has to do to survive so if he is feeling threatened or he has the option to do whatever it is like he's still going to do whatever he wants to do because he wants the most pleasurable outcome and he's going to do whatever he has to do to survive so if he feels like you left him out to fend for himself he's going to do whatever he has to do to survive like that's 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 the mindset that they have regardless it's i don't it's a crazy concept i used to be one of those pet owners that like i can trust my dog it's fine you you can't even with all of the training in the world you still cannot trust them
0: can't put all your trust in them because at the end of the day they're still an animal yep and they have animal instincts
1: yes thank you i was trying to think of that word instincts
0: (laughs) (laughs) so if we have the dogs out in the backyard and they see a deer or a squirrel or a rabbit or whatever or a cat and they want to run after it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: then chances are they're probably going to run after it and you know what they're not caring about during that time you and what you want what are they thinking about me what i want and i want that deer i want that rabbit whatever it is so how do we correct that well we want to have an e-collar on our dogs if they're going to be off leash so that we have the ability to correct that yeah or else what are we going to do chase our dog down with some treats
1: there's it's never (laughs) going to happen like I don't even think... If they are in that moment of, like, I'm going to get this animal, this other animal, there's no way that they're... Oh, my owner's got treats for me. Let me just go back and get those.
0: (laughs) And that's called prey drive. When they are after something, they just have the drive and they almost, like, have adrenaline and block everything else out. So we have to use higher levels of correction to get through to them during that time. Yeah. But... That's a completely different topic.
1: Yeah, we just kind of went off on a tangent a little bit, but that's okay.
0: So, what we're getting at is crate your dog. Don't be afraid to crate your dog. It doesn't matter if you're taking a five-minute break to go outside or whatever. A lot can happen in five minutes. A lot can happen in eight hours.
1: Well, and just remember, your dog cannot tell time. Like timmy i think used this example a while back regardless if you're going outside for 15 minutes to i don't know take the trash out and have some fresh air versus you leaving for work for eight hours like they literally do not know the time difference and all of that it's the same thing to them you just come back that's all it is to them Oh, there's my owner. There she's back now.
0: Yeah. They don't times, know
1: how long. Yeah, how long that they were in there.
0: Yeah, a lot of times they'll just lay down and sleep. So, they'll nap when you're gone. Unless they hear a noise or something, then they'll wake up for a little bit, and lay back down.
1: Yep.
0: And they don't have a sense of time.
1: Yep.
0: So, best way to keep anxiety down or to make it better or to prevent it in the future. Is limit freedom, limit human affection, and hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear us say that a many times more times. Too. Too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but it's 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 the main thing, though. But oh. Like referring back to any kind of like training or like respect from your animal, it 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 it's all of that. Like I'll pet you when I want to pet you, and I'm only gonna pet you for a short time. It's not gonna be a consistent like oh I'm gonna watch this movie for three hours and pet you the whole time like no like love on it for a minute and make it get down make it lay down go to place you know and just like with the accountability when they are doing something that you do not want them to do but you're not correcting them what is it doing oh no no Fifi don't do that
0: And you're not doing
1: anything. Yeah, and you're not doing anything. There's no, like, correction or no meaningful, like, punishment behind it or consequence. They're going to continue to do it. It's just like a child.
0: The issue won't go away on its own. If you ignore the issue, it will not go away. If you downplay it like, well, it's not that big of a deal, it's not going to change. The only way it'll change is if you educate the dog to change. And that's hey, I don't like that, stop it. Yes. So I'm going to correct you for doing that so that you won't continue doing that. Right. And then also we want to um, do things for the dog that are good for affection for the dog. So like play ball with the dog.
1: Take the dog places. Yes.
0: Take them on walks, yep. Take them out in public. Let them explore the world with you but they need to leave everything alone like I don't care if there's loud noises or other dogs around or whatever leave everything alone just pay attention to me that's all that's all we want and now the dog has good affection from the owners healthy healthy affection it's not this constant stroking and petting because it's not for the dog that's, that's for us. And when we start to use the dogs as emotional crutch, that's where we start to break the dogs down mentally. And it only gets worse. And this anxiety issue isn't going away. It's getting worse. Yep. And it's all human caused. Anxiety did not exist when dogs lived in the world on their own. Human affection didn't exist to them. Anxiety did not exist to them.
1: Yeah, we've literally created it for them.
0: All right, so let's get into the aggression side. So people hear aggression and they think it's psychological. The dog is just messed up. It's going to go attack somebody or whatever. A lot of times, like 95% of the time, it is behavioral.
1: Yes.
0: It is a behavior that has gotten worse and worse and worse over time.
1: Because there's no correction. That's right.
0: No accountability. Yes. And what else is there a lot of times? Too much human affection. Uh,
1: Yep. Too much freedom. Too much freedom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It all coincides, like, together. The anxiety, the separation anxiety, reactivity, resource guarding, the, that all that stuff plays into, like, you know, the aggression. And all of it is human affection and too much freedom.
0: So you said two words. You said reactivity, three words, and resource guarding. Yeah. So why don't we kind of explain to them what those are okay so what is reactivity
1: reactivity is just the dog reacting to just everything cars driving by other dogs walking by um the leaf blowing in the yard mm-hmm. um that squirrel jumping from tree to tree that bunny that he sees at night every single thing that he notices or sees
0: yeah and it some dogs will react to everything. Some dogs are just specific to like one thing. So like they, they see another person and they're like, Nope, I'm
1: gonna react to yeah, that.
0: I'm reacting to that. I'm barking, lunging, growling, whatever the case. Yeah. Some it's just dogs, some just vehicles. Yeah. Some, like she said, can be everything. So <laughs> we <laughs> we know that those issues that we were just talking about lead up to the reactivity but what are some other things some other traits that the owners do that can cause that reactivity
1: not be in the leader role either
0: yeah. have to establish establish yourself as, as a leader, leader to the dog that means you want permission for everything from the dog everything there's not this whole the dog has the freedom to do whatever he wants because now the dog's like alright well I'm on the same level as you and then that carries over to the walk the dog's on leash and now the dog thinks that it's his job to protect the owner because they're on that same level to the dog yeah so a lot of times resource I'm sorry reactivity is also from like a lack of confidence yeah for sure so the dog,
1: he's is, he feels like everything that he's reacting to is a potential threat. Basically, yeah. that's why he's reacting to. It. I just smack myself in the face hey, with my. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> but and yeah, so Timmy saying the lack of confidence, he now thinks that. All of these things around me are going to potentially threaten me or harm me, so I have to react to it so Mm -hmm. that it's not going to get to me before I get to it. And that is where the lack of confidence in us as the dog's owner comes into play because if he had more confidence in us, then he would look to us like, is this okay, Mom? Is this okay, Dad? Like, whatever... You know, what's going on? Like, do I need to react? Do I need to, you know... They are looking to you to let them know that this situation is okay. That leaf that's blowing in the yard is fine. It's fine. It's not going to harm you. That car driving by is fine. It's not going to get you. It's not going to run us over. So you have to let your dog know that these situations, these things out in the world are okay so that he doesn't get that reactivity that aggression doesn't come into play
0: but well, we have to remember it's going to sound silly but the dogs don't speak english yeah. so we can't have a conversation with them right and say christina this is fine
1: it's okay, it's okay. buddy <laughs> <Because> <laughs> they don't understand any of it it's, we're basically speaking in foreign language yeah. to them
0: and, and outside all
1: of their commands that they already know
0: right So all that they know is he's talking to me or she's talking to me in a soothing tone. So that means that they are rewarding me. I'm doing a good job. So now the dog is either scared or just feeling like it's their job to protect during that time. And we're talking to them in a soothing tone like, hey, it's okay. It's fine. That dog's not going to hurt you. That car's not going to hurt you. But we're telling the dog, good boy. Good boy, yep. every time you bark at something, good boy, good boy, good boy, good boy. And guess what? It gets worse and worse and worse until now the dog is lunging trying to get after that. And if that leash fell out of the owner's hand, yep. now you got somebody getting attacked by your dog. Yep. Or someone else's dog getting attacked by your dog. Or a dog fight or whatever.
1: Or and he gets hit by a car because yeah, he thinks yep, he has yeah. to run after this car and one and you know
0: and all of those things can lead to potential injury or death to the dog and now we have vet bills to pay we might have lawsuits to to have to deal with yep because of other owners or you know us
1: i mean let's take some accountability on our own and like how many of us don't correct our dog all the time for the stuff that we don't want happening because we're either too lax or, I mean, I'm sure laziness can come into play. I mean, there's so many. Like, we have to take accountability for our own actions when it comes to our pets as well, our dogs as well. Like, you you have to follow through and you have to stay consistent on the corrections. Doing it one time on this day and not doing it the next time on that day is not going to fix the issue it's not going to be a positive outcome because now the dog has got mixed emotions mixed feelings he's being sent mixed signals and he's not understanding am i supposed to am i not supposed to like
0: we want to hold the dog accountable when they do something wrong because let's face it they're dogs there's going to be things that they bark at so if we're walking down the road with our dog and they bark at something and then we press this little magic button on this then the dog's like you know what that sucked and maybe they bark at something else 20 more 20 feet down the road and we correct them again they're like you know what i'm gonna stop doing that and why am i gonna stop doing that
1: because I don't like the way it feels. That's right. It's not pleasurable.
0: Yeah, because it sucks.
1: Yeah, look at it like that. Like the dog is going to do whatever is most pleasurable to him. So if he's continuing to feel something that he doesn't like, he's going to find he's going to associate it with okay, I'm doing this. I don't like the way that it feels after I do this, so I'm going to stop doing it.
0: So, a psychological trait or a psychological behavior is something that the dog is just like hardwired to not be able to change. So if you've ever heard of like true dog aggression or true human aggression, it's where the dog is just hardwired to want to kill people, want to kill other dogs. But reactivity is like not to that extent. No. This is 100% behavioral and correctable. So the dog is thinking something along the lines of, I need to protect my owner, or I need to protect myself because my owner's not protecting me. One of the two. And that's why they're acting this way. And because all, they yeah. haven't been corrected for acting yeah. that
1: way. A lot of it comes down to the lack of confidence in us as pet owners because he is now like my owner's not doing anything i have to do something because first off that's what their instincts are like if they feel threatened at all that's their first instinct is what to react Mm -hmm. i mean even with humans like if i'm gonna if i feel threatened and my boyfriend or husband isn't going (laughs) he ain't doing anything i'm gonna react right so i mean just think about it like that so the more confidence that your dog has in you the less likely he's gonna react to that stuff
0: so it all starts in the house start everything with teaching the dog that you are the leader
1: yep and that
0: Mm -hmm. they just need to listen to you and everything Yep. They need to ask permission for everything. And now the dog will start to realize, like, well, I guess we're not on the same level after all. Keep the dog off the furniture, out of your bed. Keep the dog treated like a dog. Yes. Not like a human. They're not humans, and they can't handle being treated like humans. It all goes back to that affection spiel we were talking about earlier. Yes. We can't do that to the dogs because they can't handle it. And they get mixed signals on where they fall in the pack. Yep. Am I leading here or is the human leading? Where are we at? And we have to make the dog realize we're the leader. That doesn't mean that we're these alpha beating our dogs, whatever. Right. No. It's just like, follow me, listen to me. Just like we lead our kids, yes. that's it. It's all the same. But now we're teaching an animal how to not be a destructive animal and to live calmly in our house with us. Right. So let's talk about resource guarding then. What is resource guarding?
1: Resource guarding is when a dog becomes aggressive over a item or person that he deems valuable. Mm -hmm. So let's take the pet owner uh, for an example the dog every time the dog and the owner go on a walk the dog is growling and barking when another human approaches or another dog approaches because now he feels like this is mine this is my valuable item this i'm not you're not going to come close to my item that i deem valuable
0: yeah
1: and that's where like the aggression the growling the barking the lunging all of that comes into play dogs do it like over their kennels dogs do it over their food um dogs do it over the house a yard a lot of dogs who have um fenced in um yards or like the electric underground fence um who have free rein freedom too much freedom They start to resource guard over their yard, you know, um, people walking by other dogs and owners walking by, they're growling, barking, charging at, you know, that person walking by because now he feels like, oh, they're coming into my space. This Mm -hmm. is my space. This is, this is mine. I'm not, I'm not going to allow you to do that. I mean there's all kinds of examples I could go over with but like that's a lot of it when a dog is resource guardian and like a lot of people that aren't 100% educated on it they think oh my dog is aggressive now but it's not necessarily that he's aggressive he is now just guarding that thing that he has that's valuable to him he is going to bark and get loud and growl and let that individual or other dog know like this is mine you're not coming near it and i'm guarding this Yeah,
0: and it could be anything toys food treats uh areas like like she yep. said the yard rooms yep. like say that a kid is the dog's favorite person in the world and they are sleeping in that in that kid's room and you go to try to
1: Walk Open in the there. door. Yep.
0: And now the dog is lunging and barking at you. Mm-hmm. That's,
1: it's like, he's resource guarding yeah. at that point. Yeah.
0: So there's a lot of different things that, that it could be. I even had a client whose dog killed a bird and then stood over the bird and guarded it.
1: After and, he killed it?
0: Yeah. And what? she like walked up to him like trying to see what he was guarding. Like, yeah. And he's got a dead bird under him. Oh, my god. And gosh. he's, like, standoffish with her, and she's trying to approach him, and he's growling at her. His owner. His that own is, owner.
1: No way, so That's crazy. it could be
0: anything that the dog deems valuable. Anything.
1: Anything. Dead birds, even.
0: <laughs> so when she says they go hand in hand, that's another reason that reactivity could be um, caused on the walk. Is the dog
1: is resource guarding the owner.
0: Yeah. So yep. anything comes around the owner and they're like, Nope, yep. you're not coming near the owner. Yep. This is my owner.
1: Yep. He's valuable. Yep.
0: So get, get away.
1: away. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's what it yeah.
0: So they kind of go hand in hand for that reason. Yeah. But resource guarding happens anywhere, yep. not just on a walk.
1: Yeah. So
0: if your dog is laying in front of you and somebody walks into the room like a guest or whatever and the dog is guarding you well now the dog might act the same way right so what causes resource guarding
1: too much freedom that's one um,
0: too much human affection yep
1: especially if they're resource guarding the owner yep Genetics? (laughs) that's genetics? <laughs> yeah. Genetics. Yes, genetics can definitely come into play. Um, it's a learned behavior from we can um, go back to the, you know, the puppy and the mom. Yeah. Um, if she's a resource guarder, like, she is reactive or resource guarding, like, her puppies or, you know, something that she finds valuable, And Her puppies are still there. They are now learning that I need to growl and bark When I find something that's valuable to me
0: those eight weeks that the puppies are with the mom That's like prime time for these dogs. They learn so much from the mother dog so much and A lot of them act exactly how the mother dog acted. Yeah So we have to consider that in reactivity and resource guarding. Yeah. If the mom acts that way, like say the owner's walking up to the whelping box and she's guarding the whelping box because her puppies are in there and growling at the owner, barking at the owner, her little puppies are learning. Yep. They're like, "All right. We
1: need to yeah.
0: We'll uh, we'll do this." Yep. Cuz that's what mom does. Yes. So then that takes us to the next thing is all right when your dog is acting that way yep what should we do correct it correct him and hold him accountable yes so that it doesn't continue it doesn't get worse because it won't get better on its own no it won't get better until you educate the dog right and to educate the dog we have to correct them when they're doing something wrong
1: just like you would correct your kids when they're doing something wrong yeah you don't want to continue to let them do something wrong so that in the future it gets worse and they could potentially get in more trouble i mean it's the same concept with the dog when it comes definitely when it comes to resource guarding because now we're not correcting our dog when they're resource guarding us especially and now somebody comes you know over to the house and they go to give you a hug and your dog is like oh no you're not and i'm i'm Mm -hmm. gonna go ahead and bite bite you um i mean that's a big one what so now your dog is in more trouble now he's deemed an aggressive dog when in reality he's not really aggressive he's just
0: behavioral remember it's behavioral
1: yep and now you know you have all these other issues that come along with it you just nip it in the butt and correct it and you know do your research and become educated on it 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 can be managed.
0: And it can be eliminated completely over time. Yes. So, what can we take away from everything that we've talked about?
1: Don't give your dog too much human affection.
0: Don't give your dog too much human affection. That is one. It's absolutely one. Second thing, hold your dog accountable when they do something wrong.
1: Yes.
0: If they're growling at somebody, they're barking at somebody, if they're pacing, if just you name it anything that you don't like if they're sniffing your shoes and you don't want them sniffing your shoes correct them for it
1: yeah get away from my shoes yeah Yeah. (laughs) they
0: they don't continue sniffing because what's sniffing gonna lead to something else right yeah what's growling gonna lead to do you guys know what growling means what the dog is saying
1: well if they can answer i'm sure they're gonna say probably not yeah well
0: maybe not (laughs) no not
1: always
0: (laughs) this is how i understand growling I am going to bite you yes. if you keep doing whatever, whatever you're, you're doing. doing. Yeah, and, and I am not okay with that. Yeah, because
1: how, like, how many times have you been growled at by a dog, and you're like, "What am I supposed to do?" Yeah, like, do I still approach? What do I run away? Like, growling is not like, "Come on in, let me get <laughs> yeah. you a drink." Like, growling is that dog letting you know, like, I'm about to attack if you come any closer or take one more step or you know whatever it is in the moment
0: so with growling barking lunging all of these we still use the lowest level that works on the e-collar so whatever your level is for correction try that if that doesn't work power up try the next level if that doesn't work power up try the next level Don't be afraid to use the whole range of these e-collars. Right. Because they have 100 levels for a reason.
1: Yeah. I struggled when I first started training with numbers on the e-collar. Like, oh my gosh, I'm like up to 25 and it's not working because I needed to go up. I needed to continue to level up because that 25 level was not working. So I have taught myself not to even worry about The level or the number that it says on the remote, it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. As long as you are continuing to have the mindset that I'm using the lowest level that works, we're not saying use the highest level that works. We're saying use the lowest level that works. If that low number is 36, then that's the lowest number that's working. Mm -hmm. So, like, just if it's 70, yeah, it's 70. Like, there's going to be instances where you might get up and you know and you're and you feel like oh my gosh i just blew my dog up no you didn't because there's a lot of distractions he probably didn't even feel it that that much
0: he's got that adrenaline mindset yeah he's blocking so, everything like, else out
1: and it's not ever going to like literally harm your dog it's just going to be uncomfortable in that very moment in time like he's not harmed it's not like we're blowing holes in his neck like it's literally contracting muscles to cause discomfort.
0: So, continue to use the lowest level that works. I will tell you, for severe reactivity, for severe resource guarding, where the dog is, like, full-on barking, lunging, pulling you towards whatever they are wanting to get, you're going to use a higher level than what you want to use. Absolutely. And that's just because the dog is in such a... Strong drive state during that time, that the lower nu- the lower number numbers I can't talk <laughs> will not be felt by the dog.
1: No, he won't feel. Not. It. And like Timmy said, in a high distraction, them having a high drive and like their adrenaline is pumping through them. Oh well, if it's a hundred, that's their fault. Yeah. Like.
0: Because what what are you trying to do when you're correcting the dog? You're trying to stop them from. Displaying the behavior that they're displaying, why? Because you don't want that other person getting bit. You don't want that other dog getting bit. You don't want them running out in front of a car. Whatever it is, because if that happens, you got some serious problems that are going to be coming. Whether it's vet bills, whether it's having to pay somebody's hospital bills
1: afterwards. Is yeah, yeah. Having your dog quarantined,
0: potentially put down, deemed a dangerous dog, or whatever, like. It's just not worth it to me. No. So if I have to correct my dog on a hundred after I've tried all the levels underneath there, then I'm still gonna sleep fine at night because my dog didn't go and bite another, someone else yeah. or another dog. Absolutely. So you have to use the lowest level that works. You just have to. For uh, resource guarding, the same thing. Yep. It's just lowest level. If you go jumping up to high levels then it doesn't work. It it does quite the opposite. The dog will like growl and then get all submissive immediately afterwards. Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird. You got to find that balance, but it's got to be the lowest level that works.
1: Yeah, so I mean like power up slowly. I mean in when you're in a high like intense like pressure like situation obviously you're gonna just power up and get it to right
0: yeah you're not gonna sit here and like all right my dog's barking at somebody i'm at what is this at 15 so i'm gonna go up (laughs) i'm at 20 now all right you just wasted five seconds yeah and your dog might already be biting someone look you're on 15 that didn't work i'm gonna turn it stem that didn't work turn it stem look that fast I just got it up to 39 with two turns
1: yeah okay
0: so 39 might stop the behavior cool now I'm going to go back to the level that I was at when the dog was not in that drive state right now I'm back at 15 everything's fine again but next time we're going to use the lowest level that works once again yep because maybe the next time they're not quite as distracted
1: well, yeah, they and, felt that discomfort and yeah. they, they're, they're going to remember, they're going to remember that feeling that they got after they re- react, reacted to whatever, or guarded whatever, like, oh, I don't really need to guard this. Like, yeah. <laughs> that didn't feel good. Um, What I, there was something that I wanted to say, I should have said it during like the reactivity um, portion, which, I mean, we're basically talking about that still. Anyways, but a, a good way to nip the reactivity in the butt is pay attention to your dog's, like, his behavior. Pay attention to his, like, characteristics and, like, his alertness to stuff if your dog is like chill walking and his ears fly up and he's like looking around and he's pretty aware of whatever's happening right there is a good time for you to correct that
0: yeah that's called arousal yep. the dog is getting aroused and getting ready to bark lunge whatever yes so we want to correct during that arousal state it's going to be a much lower correction than trying to correct during the bark lunge and whatever yes so. That's what
1: I wanted to let you guys know that like yeah, if you pay if yeah, if you pay attention to your dog, especially on like walks and like you know, trips out in public or whatever, when they are so distracted. Yeah, so you know, fixated on something like you wanna you wanna get that right now. Like I'm gonna correct you, like your ears flew up, you are pointing your nose in this direction, like something's over there that is getting your attention, like no. I'm going to correct, get back over here. Look at me. You don't need to worry about that. So then that way I don't have to worry about if he's going to react or if he's going to start feeling some type of way and feel threatened, and now i got to guard my owner. Just let him know. And that comes back to, like, the confidence within you as well.
0: Basically, we want the dog to leave everything else alone. Yeah. So... I don't care if it's loud noises. I don't care if there's cats, other dogs, vehicles, whatever. Just leave that alone and just pay attention to me. Yep. I got this, bud. Yep. All right.
1: Yep. And that's I'm going to protect is. you. Yeah.
0: You look to me for guidance. I will lead you.
1: Yep. And that's what it is. That's why we have to be confident as the pet owner. If we start showing signs of, like, nervousness and... Oh my gosh, is this gonna be like a moment an explosion of my dog? you know like he, he they feel that yeah your dog feels your feelings like your emotions they can f- sense that stuff okay. um,
0: and it's a lot of it's off of body language like say your dog barks at cars and a car starts driving toward you and you're like, okay, we're gonna go over here yep. then now the dog feeds off of that like not only are we moving this way but like
1: she's like
0: freaking out a yeah, little bit intimidated in or yeah but so your dog is feeding off of that behavior that you're displaying which tells the dog okay I'm, she's not okay with this yes she's not confident with this
1: i have to react so i have to guard i got I, this now yeah absolutely
0: i will bark and scare that vehicle away it gets any closer i'm gonna go bite its tires (laughs) you know whatever the dog's thinking but but a lot of it comes down to the lack of confidence in the owner it does so if we can just keep walking correct the dog for paying attention to those distractions and just keep walking the dog realizes oh everything's fine and i'm getting corrected for that so with repetition the dogs leave that stuff alone yep And now, they realize everything's fine. They'll look at
1: you. You will start to notice, especially when it comes to like reactive dogs and you know dogs that resource guard. They will start to look to you, like during walks and like trips out and you know going to the baseball field. Like when they hear something loud or if they hear like somebody screaming or you know a, a loud truck going by like they'll start to like look at you is everything okay like
0: they're checking are we with cool you. is it good yeah exactly you know, because they're looking we at have for let guidance. yeah
1: because we have let them know that i'm the leader you come to me i'll let you know when it's your turn basically like the dog's gonna know and i've had a lot of clients i shouldn't say a lot i've had a few clients ask this question like they've had some uh you know reactive dogs and resource or dogs at resource guard like if something is happening and you need your dog to react your dog's gonna know like something somebody's breaking into your home like these are just examples you know you know you're getting robbed whatever something's happening in a moment where you're not like you need your dog's help he's gonna know your dog's gonna know when to like come in to play like okay like your body language you screaming like yeah. stuff that you're not normally doing he's going to know so like for a lot of us pet owners that like i want my dog to take care like to react or um to like guard mm-hmm. in a sense like they're gonna know so don't like be afraid to like correct the guarding in other situations you know like not so serious situations don't be afraid to correct that because in the end if something is truly happening to you your dog is going to know when to come into play
0: yeah it's like that story of the lady with her belgian malinois she was walking on a hiking trail and a mountain lion came up and started attacking her and her dog actually bit this mountain lion and like diverted the mountain lions attention to it so now the dog got attacked and the lady was able to like beat the mountain lion. mountain lion ended up running away so the dog sensed that something was wrong. It's not just like every other scenario like okay I gotta leave it alone My owner's getting bit by a
1: mountain lion Uh but
0: it's whatever or you know know, like the screams and and everything came into play the dog knew okay i gotta protect my owner now yeah now this this is serious Yep. and that dog passed away unfortunately it was like a a hero wall. it was posted all over the place this was just a couple months ago
1: really i didn't see it It
0: it was a good story
1: that's crazy but But, yeah they're gonna know because they sense us they know us they know when we're you know when we're letting off certain emotions so like don't be hesitant to correct the the guarding that we don't want them to guard because they will know when it's their turn to protect it's they just know I don't know why they just know
0: because body language is their time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, that was a lot about, like, the aggression stuff. Aggression, it's not real. True aggression. But it's just behavioral issues. Yes. So, we talked a lot about that. But we just want you to know it's fixable. That stuff is fixable. We can correct it with time, repetition, and... Confidence, Yeah. And then it all starts in the house with structure. Yeah. Holding your dog accountable. Limit affection. Limit freedom. Have boundaries.
1: Yes. And put yourself in that leader role. Don't fall into the litter mate role. You need to be the leader. Let your dog know that firsthand. And a lot of this stuff won't even happen. If you really can, you know, put yourself in that kind of role right as soon as you get your pet i think a lot of this stuff can be not even happening yeah you're basically not you don't have to worry about the reactivity and the resource guarding because right off the bat you let your dog know i'm in charge you are below me i am here and these are are the rules yeah and that's where the strict structure comes into play
0: and when you break the rules, this is what happens. And it's uncomfortable, and it does not feel good. Right. So don't keep breaking the rules. Yes. And all we have to do is educate the dogs. So, then, the anxiety. Just remember, limit human affection. It's the number one thing. It all comes down to the way that you live with the dog in the house. Limit the affection. Limit the freedom. Hold the dog accountable for doing things. Establish yourself as... A leadership role.
1: Yeah.
0: A lot of place time is needed for anxiety cases. A lot of downstay time. Teach your dog place. Teach your dog downstay. Teach them to just lay down, relax. Yeah. And let the anxiety just melt away as yeah. they lay there.
1: Kennel. Yeah. Kennel too. Great you, time too. Yeah. 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 Definitely Absolutely. want some kennel time. Yep. Great time. Whatever.
0: The dog will realize that everything's fine. The pacing will stop. And they'll start to have more of a sound mind. Yes. And that addiction for affection will start to melt away yes. as well. Yes. So I hope you guys were able to learn something today. I know we talked about the same oh, thing wow. over and over again, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's still but, a lot, though. Yeah, we do. Uh, human infection is a big—it's a big deal. And I don't think, like, us as pet owners realize that like I don't think that we are educated I wasn't educated until I met Timmy on human affection and holding your dog accountable and like I mean just I mean human affection alone like I had no idea that human affection can cause psychological issues in your dog I had no idea like this whole time I thought I had like really good dogs growing up I didn't I didn't have good dogs like they were messed up because we loved on them and we slept with them and like it was crazy like thinking back i'm like oh my gosh those poor dogs
0: and some dogs can handle that
1: i mean yeah you're right some dogs can most
0: dogs can't most dogs cannot
1: sorry i didn't mean to like go off on a tangent on that but like we we do i think that if we educated ourselves more on how the dog brain works and like you know, their instincts and stuff like that. I do think that, like, we would have better relationships with our dogs. They would
0: look to us more as a leader. Yeah, Thank you. They would follow us more. And when we ask the dogs to do something, they just need to listen. Yeah. So, it's not impossible. I know some of you guys have some really bad dogs at home, and and you need help with them.
1: It's not even that they're bad. It's just...
0: They display some bad behaviors, I should yeah. say. But
1: they just haven't been taught.
0: Yeah. You know, it's all consistency, strict rules at home, structure, establish yourself as a leader. Yep. Limit affection. Limit freedom. Hold them accountable when they do something wrong. Yep. We will see you guys next time. Yes. And we hope that you guys were able to learn something today.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.